Welcome back to Fitness Manifesto. I am one of your hosts, Kim, and joining me is... Justin, welcome to this new show that we've started, which focuses on life, awesomeness, and friendship, and fitness as a whole. Are you hearing an echo too? Yeah, all of a sudden I hear an echo. I didn't hear it before. But it's just you. Uh, I don't... You hear my... Hear I'm, I'm an echo? See, Justin, you're always the issue. We have a very special guest. We have a yes. uh, someone known as the hand standing mama on with us today. I've only been in Texas about three years now, and I've no I've learned quickly that I can't boast about California all that much. <laughs> so people get a little bit upset and you know, whatever. But I love California. California, I'm a Cali girl all the way. So well, I'm a Cali guy all the way. And I gotta tell you, the first time I moved here, I told someone in our neighborhood, I live in a cul-de-sac. They were so funny because I was like, What are you from? And I said, LA. They're like, What part? I said, Marina Del Rey. And they're like, I've never heard of that is that near new orleans and i'm like you thought no one on earth thinks louisiana when i say la they do in texas they do in texas yes Yes. exactly and then they heard i was from california they were like if you look at justin he doesn't look like he's from louisiana no i would have guessed california immediately (laughs) exactly yeah i looked at him and i'm like you're not very bright but we're not judging people here that's right we're not judging. i don't know it sounds like you just judged him All right. uh, So I want to ask you a question because you've got four kids. And I think this is really pertinent, especially with the health community, which I think is really fun. How do you do it to do it all? I think you're 100% right. The morning time is sacred. If I give anyone advice on timing is structure and allotting that time for you in the mornings, your time is, is that time. And really that should stay. You can be flexible the rest of your day, but if you need that, like I need that, that's what I would recommend. So tell me, because I'm dying to know, this is one of the things that I was so excited to learn about is I've never been able to do a handstand a day in my life. I've been an athlete my entire life. I've always been in awe of it. How did you get started? I grew up, I started dancing when I was, you know, three or four. When I was about five or six, the dance studio created a little tumbling class and they hired a coach. The sport, sports acrobatics, which is now known as acrobatic gymnastics, was very, very, very new at that point. And our coach happened to be one of those coaches. So he immediately turned our tumbling class into like an acrobatic class. At the age of like nine or 10, I was already starting to compete a little bit in some local competitions and some regionals. Acrobatic gymnastics is a combination of tumbling, dance, Cirque du Soleil skills, like human pyramiding, throwing, catching, and you do it in different groups. And you essentially compete on a springboard floor, which is a 40 by 40, just like artistic gymnastics. And you do a routine of about two and a half minutes and you have to do all these skills with some dance and you get judged. So I started that when I was, you know, before before I was 10, I did that all the way through high school, took a break in college, thought I was done. I had retired and then moved down to the central coast and decided to coach and started coaching acrobatics. But then someone got injured and they were like, can you just fill in? That actually stepped me back into it. And then I competed heavily. And then I went international at an elite level, competed at world championships in Portugal. Gosh, I didn't retire till I was almost 30. So needless to say, I've been handstanding since I was eight. The sport in general is it's a a beautiful, amazing sport. And the thing I love about it is sports acrobatics are acrobatic gymnastics can encompass anyone, any shape, any size, any age. It's not like artistic gymnastics. You have to be a certain build and have a certain ability and and then be able to do those apparatuses. This has just a springboard floor. It is a team sport, but does have some individual aspects. The opportunity for kids to be able to travel the world with this sport because it is so small and not like soccer or cheerleading or things like that where everyone and their mother is doing it. It is such, such a cool, beautiful sport. So 
this shows you that regardless what that number is, you can still do it and you can still shoot for the stars. That's right. That's right. You can still handstand in your 40s. How many handstands would you say you have done? I, I lost count of those things because I started it so long ago, like traveling. I started to do it on beaches in Thailand and Sri Lanka and, you know, you name it, Greece whatever. And then last year I thought, you know what? I'm not just, just going to handstand on my vacations. I'm going to try once a week. So I did 52 weeks of handstands. Well, then coming into this year, I was like, well, what's the next step? I thought, let's do once a day. And let me tell you, if you think about it, there are not many things you do every day. What else do you do intentionally every single day? There's not a lot. About 50 days into this year, when I was handstanding every day, I immediately felt a difference in my body. I felt a difference in my handstands. And I was getting to a point where I was proud of myself. I post for multiple reasons. I post for me. I post to keep myself accountable. But I also post to show people, like, do something. Do something intentional. It doesn't have to be a handstand. Now, one question I do have for you, though, is being a Californian, living <laughs> in Texas, right? It took a little bit of adjusting, and especially because I moved here eight years ago. So it was even more Texas when I moved here. So I've got to know from your side what is it like being a Northern Californian in Southern Texas? Oh man, Justin, you're diving right into the deep stuff. Um, <laughs> Justin, tread lightly. Funny <laughs> stories because I have tons, please. Listen, I had no idea. I've been friends with Texans before living in Texas and man, they live and breathe being from Texas. And I get it. Cool. The obsession with, I don't know. <laughs> Unhealthy. Unbelievable. I think I offended people when I had been here for a couple years and I went into my first, I don't know. I, I think I posted a story or something on Instagram, like checking out. I don't know. Because everybody says it's this big deal. And what is it about this? I got like hate messages. <laughs> like, oh, I bet you did. You've never been to, I don't know. My God, done. Noted. I got it. I don't know. It was awesome. And people said it was the restrooms and the slushies are amazing. And it was overwhelming. So that was- Your chocolate covered almonds are the best. Listen, it was a cool place. It was a cool place with clean restrooms. Cool. I can't tell you the amount of times I have been in a situation in the past few years of living here where people have- we been at a restaurant or just out and about in a big crowds or what have you and people will be having a conversation and california is brought up and people start talking some crap and this california this and don't california my texas and da, 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 da. and i am the one who will go well i'm from california <laughs> Me too. Good for you because I would do the same thing. Well, and look it, I want them to be honest with you in most of those situations. I don't do it to get a rise out of people. I don't do it to, to create any kind of animosity between people, but I do want them to then think twice and go, well, I like you and you're from California. So maybe they're all not so bad. This meeting is being recorded. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> We have a very special guest today, Dominique. So Dom, first of all, thank you for joining the show. Secondly, tell us about your fitness journey because you've done so many cool things. You've been a dancer, you've been an instructor. You've been... Tell us about you. In high school, I liked I liked doing the shot put in discus and then I would weight lift. So that was kind of my start of fitness. I wasn't really the runner, hated cardio, but I would run occasionally <laughs> because as a dancer, you have to, you have to keep up with that endurance. Just fast track. I wasn't really a gym person, but I would take classes from time 
time to time. I used to take cycle classes and I was like, oh my gosh, between the music and just, I was like, man, it's probably so hard to teach. And I was like, this seems so much fun and I don't feel like I'm working out because the music is so good. And I was like, I need cardio because I'm doing, I'm doing like longer video sets um, because a lot of times video shoots are like 12 hours once you make it to the big boys. <laughs> yeah. Now hang on. It's like being on a TV show then. I mean, it's, you have a lot of downtime and then you're up probably for weird times, right? Is that kind of how it works? Are you on for that 12 hours? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's just like that. So you'll have your downtime and then they'll be like, okay, we're about to shoot the scene, shoot it 50 million times, or sometimes you'll shoot it like three times and then you'll go on to the next scene. With your dancing, you, when you say you shoot these scenes, you're traveling, like you're traveling with professional artists, correct? So I, I, I dance with one professional artist right now. I have danced with other artists before, but more so local. That's cool. So how did you get involved? So uh, we had the BET Hip Hop Awards. I was referred for that. He was looking for extras. Yeah, that was like my first. How did TV he see you? There. How did he find you? So his assistant and choreographer, I was referred to her and she was pretty much in charge of picking people and she already knows what he wants. Wants. So unless the artist just really wants to be involved in handpicking people, usually they'll get their team to do all of the picking. So she pretty much, you know, screened us, see who she wanted, who she didn't want it. She would look at our Instagrams and stuff, see if we were a good fit for the brand. And then we just got an email or like a text saying, hey, you've been invited to do something. And usually you're not allowed to say what the project is until after it's been released. So we had to sign like NDA contracts and stuff like that. And we got to set and it was like a 12 hour day <laughs> and we shot it. That was my first time. That was like my first big break, I guess I would say. And then that was my first time working with him. And ever since then, I've been working with him ever since. That's so exciting. Prior yeah. to that, how long did it take you as a dancer to get to where you are now? I started dancing in high school, but then I stopped just because of some family stuff. I took a break my senior year and then I missed it so much. So I started dancing again after high school, I started dancing in college in studio. And then I would just go online and find random auditions. My first, I guess, professional experience was doing a music video for a local artist. And then I started coaching. I started teaching little ones. And then I wanted to make it to like Texans and Rockets. But because of my body, I feel like, and I think lack of proper guidance and didn't really know what I was doing. I think that's the reason why I didn't really make those type of teams. So I wanted to do a semi-pro team to help girls to make it and to guide them since I wasn't given that proper guidance. And so people started approaching me about doing a dance team for them. And so I started doing dance teams for adults. The goal was to help them get to, you know, one of the professional teams like Texans or Rockets. So I did that for a couple of years, taught in schools, and then I took a break. Then I had my own studio. <laughs> for a little wow. bit. Yeah. Now, was this uh, all in Texas or was it somewhere else? All in Texas. Awesome. All in Houston. Yeah. So I made a lot of my connections through that, Kim. I would say that I had to do a lot of networking. And of course, people always wanted to talk to me. And then also I was blessed to have friends around me that were willing to do favors for me. And then also I would approach alumni dancers that dance for like rockets and stuff. They were willing to help me out too. So that was, that was a really good blessing as well. And then I got to work with a 
former Golden State Warriors uh, director. That was a really good blessing too. She did everything for me for free. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah. So I really thank her for that. I always think it's really funny when people tell me I hate cardio. It's very funny because I hate it. that's what I'm saying. Very few love cardio. And then there's this kind of in between, but 90% of people are like F cardio. They're just like, screw it. I just want to get strong and look good. I think it's bad. Awesome sauce. You found cycling and everything to get there. But as a dancer, I guess for me, what I was, because I'm not a, you know, I know you're you're assuming I'm a dancer. I'm not just to just to just to make sure everyone knows that. <laughs> just a pole dancer. <laughs> that I I did do that once. You saw that I video. Anyways, my aunt was a, a dancer for a while, and so they always talk about doing other things because I've watched dancing. It looks so physical. Why do you need something else? Is kind of where I'm going. That to me seems like such a physical thing. What made you say, "Hey, I can't just do. I have to do this." Is it was it to round you out? Was it to get you more lung capacity? Like what was it? Well, I don't take a lot of dance classes. I actually really don't take dance class at all. And hmm. you really need the cardio aspect. And depending on what kind of dance class you're taking, you may not get the cardio. I've just recently learned that it's really good to do sprints because when you're having to dance and give out all this energy in such a short amount of time, sprints really helps with that. And then I think weightlifting is really good for it too. It, it's horrible because I should know more about it, but I'm starting to learn more. But to me, I, I just have to push my body in a different kind of way because I've always lacked endurance and so me only taking dance classes it just won't help me I need I need to train my body to go for a long time at a certain speed if that makes sense being able to do cycling really helps me to push well one my breathing was horrible so when it came to dancing I would always hold my breath in and then within 30 seconds of the dance I'm huffing and puffing <laughs> like crazy and that's horrible especially when when you're having to dance back to back or you're on set and you have to do that same scene over and over. Me personally, I have to train for endurance and I have to learn how to breathe properly. That's something that I'm still learning. Cycling has really helped me with that. Justin has been known to twerk on occasion. Really, he, Justin? He says he can't dance, but... Uh... I'm not going to confirm nor deny this claim. I will tell you, though... Okay, that... okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you though that so my kids I've got three and two of them have my wife's butt because she's got like this perfect little bubble butt right my youngest son has my butt which is basically like if you were to draw a straight line down someone's body that's me like if I don't oh like I always wonder how like my pants stay up like there's just no curve like it's so weird I got I got flat man butt and I've had it my whole life but I try to pretend like I can twerk sometimes yes and seeing that it looks like a, a roof siding going up and down but I try <laughs> You don't have to have a big butt to twerk. This is true. That's what I'm trying to say here too. That's see, that's what I'm trying to say. That that's my message to the kids. You're talking about like earlier about like sending messages. My messages is you can twerk with any type of butt. Yes. You just gotta. I like that. How you gotta arch your back. You gotta stick it out, and you gotta. You gotta. Doesn't matter if baby got back. It just matters how you you move that thing. That should be a shirt. <laughs> it really should. You just gotta drop it like it's hot. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, Justin, how do I blur out my background again? So on under your, see where it says stop video, that like little video icon on the bottom? Blur, I found it. We were gonna drink tea, you know, in remembrance of you and um, <laughs> your pastimes. But how are you today, mom? I am well, thank you. Now that I know there's not a dead body rolling around on the roof, I'm happy. Yeah, why don't you uh, enlighten Kim and our audience as to what you were telling me this morning and- I don't know. I come home last night from a church meeting, not drinking, a church meeting, and there was a banging on the roof. Bang, 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 like, 
I don't know, like somebody was up there with a fist pounding on the roof. So it's dark, it's windy. I'm not going up there. So I figure, you know, I thought maybe somebody wants in. I don't know. But um, so I had the, I had, I don't know who does everything. Bless his heart. He came this morning and he said, there's nothing up there. So it is almost Halloween. Maybe it's a ghost. Could be. I don't know, but it's a very noisy. What is a noisy, a poltergeist? Isn't that the, the one, the noisy ones are poltergeists? I oh, I think so. Scare the crap out of me as a kid. Yeah, I know they come through the TV, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, what? Anyway, maybe some a branch was hitting it. I don't know, but yeah. But I, you know, I had not been drinking. That was the important thing yet. But I did right then. I started. It's important to know what did you drink? Wine. Oh, red or white? Chardonnay. Oh, a white wine. Yeah. Yeah. I like Chardonnay. I like it all. Mm. Mom was a stripper. That was her. That was her stage name, Chardonnay. Chardonnay. <laughs> Better than like Shiraz or something like that. Yeah. Well, Shiraz sounds old. Pinot Noir. Pinot, no, actually, Pinot Noir would work as a stripper name. It would. Oh yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. And Cabernet Sauvignon. I don't. I don't think. No. <laughs> Very nice. Well, I'm glad. I hope that you solve whatever this poltergeist, dead body, whatever it is. I hope that it does not haunt you anymore. We commented on this last time that you look great for your age, any, any age. And yes, you do. Thank you. I like you guys a lot. <laughs> Remember that, Steve. <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap back to that statement later on after we discuss this a little more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. So I know you're very active. You love to travel, that kind of stuff. Tell us a little bit about what you do to stay youthful, to stay healthy, to, you know, to, to be mobile when I've seen many people your age that are in a home and have, you know, tennis balls on their walkers. Yes. Well, I'm number one, I'm lucky, right? I'm lucky because I haven't had any of those debilitating diseases or anything. I have great genes. My mother is 89 and pretty mobile. And, uh, and but I think mostly because I'm very active, I exercise all the time because if you don't exercise at this age, then... <laughs> It just goes away. And even when you exercise, it goes away. Like I was trying to pick up a, a, a sculpture in the house and uh, the other day, which I've always been able to pick up and clean. And, and all of a sudden I'm like, I can't pick this up anymore. It sucks, but I can, I can still do a lot. I can't pick up a case of wine anymore, but I can pick up a half a case. <laughs> So basically you have enough for about three hours then. I got you. Three, maybe, maybe four, you know, if I nod off in the middle, you know, drink. <laughs> As my childhood remembers, it's uh, <laughs> blackouts. So I think dad called it your happy time, right? Happy time. Happy time. <laughs> and you're definitely sipping that wine. Yeah. <laughs> so you said that you're active. What all do you do to stay active? I walk every morning. I have two dogs couple of miles in the morning and I live on the top of a hill. So you have to go down and then it's a series of hills, then come back up the hill. But then it's a hill that neighbors call heart attack hill. So it's, it's a, a steep hill. And um, I do weight work twice a week. I work with a personal trainer who does primarily Pilates two days a week. And then I run agility, dog agility. I don't know. What is that? Dog, dog agility. Dog. 
Dog agility is, um, you might've seen it on TV. It's, there's a bunch of obstacles. There's A-frames, jumps. It's, it's a lot of fun and it keeps, it's really good for reflexes and balance. Excellent. Because when I come into the ring, I have, if I'm at a competition, which I was this past weekend, I have less than 60 seconds to get my dog over 20 obstacles. So you have to move fast and you have to change direction quickly and you, you've got to have good balance or you're going to go down. I mean, that's three seconds a thing. I mean, that's really fast. It is fast. Yes. And I don't, uh, yes. And I have to, and in general, I run with the dog. So um, I run at a distance from him, maybe 10 feet, but I've got to go, it's a, the, the ring is 100 by 100 feet and there's obstacles in there. And before the before I come in for the competition, I have had anywhere from five to eight minutes to walk the obstacles because you know there's a certain order you have to do and to figure out how to run the dog. Wow. Yeah, is you stop, the dog stops because it's your... It's um, in agility. It's more my body language telling the dog what to do because you can't get the words out fast enough. Okay. So do you do both your dogs or just one? Both of them. So yesterday on Instagram, which my mom is incredible. Again, another thing that she does that's very hip. She's on Instagram, which is high five to you, mom. She posted yesterday about Spanx. And I got to tell you, I did not see that one coming, mom. <laughs> oh, I, I wore those not too long ago. And Justin, did you know that with Spanx, especially if they're like the boy shorts, you know, you know what the shorts are and yeah. the high-waisted one, there is a hole in it for you to pee. <gasps> no. <laughs> oh my gosh, you didn't know that either? Oh, I thought yes. it was that. No, that's what it's supposed to be for. And I'm oh, like, no, 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 no. I read no, the no. reviews on that and somebody was like, they need to make that hole a little bigger. And I'm going, <gasps> I would pee all over myself. And, um, I would have to take them off because yeah. gross. It's just like taking off underwear. It's no big deal. Yeah, no. And you just peel it down and do your thing and peel it back up. Sometimes you have to roll them down. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that. And then if you really have to go, it's like, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Maybe that was this person that I read the review on. Maybe that was their issue. They just couldn't get them down quick enough. So they were like, oh, I'm going to use this, you know. No. Key. No. Hold and oh no I no. think they would need like a like on the old pajamas where it unbuttons from the back for you to go to the bathroom I think the they need to put some yes no. something or like just, that just peel it down for god's sake yeah. <laughs> and that concludes today's episode of the fitness manifesto I know you guys enjoyed it and Kim I want to say thank you to you and to our audience for making this podcast what it is yes we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys and stay tuned for the next episode